Matt's Market Mindset Madness. Hello, everybody. Welcome. All right. Today, we got a good one. Something I've been really thinking about and trying to figure out how to approach this. And at first, I was like, nah, don't do it. Then I was like, you know what? I'm really passionate about it. It keeps coming back in my head. And it's something that's, you know, I really think's changed my life over this last year um, and has been in my life since I ever started working. It's, it's this balance that everyone deals with. It's, it's something that people have found extreme happiness. Some people that have been extremely hurt by some people, they don't even touch it with a 10 foot pole. Um, some say that it's pure taboo. What we're talking about today is friendship and business. Where do we draw that line? Do we draw that line? Now, friendship is extremely subjective. We all know that. Um, friendship to every single one of us means something a little bit different because we're all so unique. And, you know, we're all looking for something different. And in, in friendship, I do believe you can only get as much as you give. And it's, it's really difficult to really know what true friendship is until you, you know, you in, invest some time and, and layer back some of like the onion, you know, kind of go deep. Um, and I think that's how a real friendship is, is created. Now, I think a lot of people kind of take the old school route where, you know, you, you just, you draw a fine line and, and that's how I was kind of told to do things. And that's how I, I, I gravitated towards because I was, I was having negative effects where I was making poor decisions and I had friendships that were fading. And, and you know, when you're, when you have friends in business and you lose a friendship, you also lose business. And it's just like this perfect storm of shit. And I think that anytime someone goes through that, they're kind of like, I don't ever want to do that again. And they build up this wall or this defense to not, to not approach it again, which I don't think is healthy, especially if you are a business owner. Um, and especially, you know, if it's, if friendship and, you know, social activities are, are important to you, real so social activities and real connection. And I ultimately feel like if you do approach it that way, you kind of put a ceiling on things. Now, it wasn't until about a year ago that, you know, I really, really kind of went soul searching is right when I was turning 40 and I'm like, what really brings me happiness? And, and at that point, there was a few transactions that I had with some dear friends and then ultimately had some new clients come into my life, um, and, and created friendships that are just amazing. And I reflected on that and said, holy shit, like that was pure happiness. Like it had nothing, obviously the money's great. That's why we're, we, we work, but you get to a point where you start really questioning, why am I doing this? And if I'm not happy, you know, what's the point? Well, I had pure happiness, great financial success out of these transactions. Like I was checking all the boxes and I was like that, I want more of that. And, and started asking, why am I not doing this? And, and I realized it's because I, I'm not, I'm not really asking for it. I'm not saying this is what I want. I felt like maybe it was waters or this like goal to, to, to put in my own life to say, I want to be able to work with people I love. And that's what I want to do is kind of silly. Well, in retrospect, it was one of the best decisions I made um, because it's now it's not like it's been going on for a long time, but for this last year, 
I've really discovered a lot about myself by going down this path um, and a lot about my friends, a lot about what I want and just a lot about people in general. Now, this doesn't just apply to self-employed people, okay? This applies to everyone. And I think the biggest eye-opener to this is, is one of the reasons that, you know, I became self-employed, one of the reasons. <laughs> Being in corporate America before this, uh, you know, you have to navigate life um, with all of the corporate politics. Um, if you're someone that's, you know, that's driven, that's hungry, that's like, hey, I want to grow. I want to be a manager. I want to be, a, you know, I mean, you just keep going. I don't want to stop. You know, first off, you know, higher education is going to dictate that, you know, job performance. But then the other big thing is politics. And, and office politics is, is really built around, you know, your social interactions. What bosses like you, what bosses don't like you. How do you speak? How do you follow through with loyalty? How do you threaten? And at the end of the day, in the corporate setting, it's, it's a weird dance. It's an awkward dance. It's something that I had an extremely hard time understanding. And in retrospect, now learning so much about ADHD and, and navigating that as an adult with ADHD, there, there are so many things that make sense on this social aspect and why I was investing too much emotionally and not really looking at maybe how I could have navigated this differently. But I wouldn't change the past because I love where I'm at. But to anyone that is navigating this, this you know, you might find some some cool information or at least some challenges to to kind of uh, take ownership of yourself. See if you can find success in this. Now, of course, you know you almost have to put on like two faces. I felt in corporate America, like you can't get too close to someone because you might be in a position that if you're going after the same job or you're doing something like that, you're going to have to make a decision, friendship or business. Um, and same with other people, you know, they, they're thinking the same thing now without communicating expectations properly and really setting up, you know, this friendship and understanding it, yet this is all recipe for disaster. This is recipes for resentment and making your, you know, you could end up getting that new position, but then having a good friend hate you become vindictive and now life sucks. It's not even worth it. Um, and then the other issue is, is you might be extremely vulnerable, clear, and being able to articulate, you know, proper expectations like to your buddy, hey, we're going after the same job. Let's not, you know, if someone gets it, if I get it and you don't or vice versa, let's make sure that we don't hold any, any animosity towards each other or resent each other and let's just move forward. It might be easier for you to say that for them to tolerate, to, to say this. And that's where sometimes it can even grow further because it's like, oh, wait, well, we had an agreement and now it's broken and shit. Um, so it, it exists and I know everyone's dealing with it and kudos to those who truly found real connections and, and, it, and it works for them. Now with self-employed people, it's, I've felt making the transition, it's not in your face as much. It's not like, Hey, this friendship is like, I know that I've got to find different currencies within it and maybe draw some lines and figure out who I can put in certain buckets and whatnot. Um, and with being self-employed, you don't really know that because when you're being self-employed, especially as a new business owner, the reason you usually start this business is because you are like, Hey, I could, I have a, I have a, a, a solution to something, a service to something that I'm really good and passionate about and I can deliver it to people. And I know someone in my circle of friends or my, 
my sphere of influence, as we call it in real estate, all those people you know and related to and friends all around you, um, I could deliver something to them and maybe there's no, and this is perfect, there's no competition, this is, this is perfect. Um, and you think this is great, but then you get into it and you start to realize, whoa, I'm, I'm pitching something to my friends and this is awkward. And, and the dynamic of your friendship quickly changes. And if you don't have confidence in it, you know, of course your friend is like, oh shit. It's like, you know, all of a sudden your good friend's pitching to sell you freaking Tupperware. Or, you know what I mean? The next, you know, some dietary pill and you're like, all right, this is awkward. Um, especially how they present it. And then you sense it. Oh my God, I, I ruined that. I screwed that up. I said something wrong. And then that just even knocks your confidence lower as a business owner. And, and I remember experiencing this and trying to navigate it. And I always thought that I did a good job um, until, you know, I'd probably say about two to three years into my life where I realized that I was being extremely fake with a lot of my relationships. And, and what I was doing by, by approaching this and not being authentic and not really having the confidence in myself, my business and all this, it was like calcifying, calcifying to the point that it was building up and that was really turning into anxiety and it was just negatively affecting everything from my mindset to even just my, my physical health when it came to sleep and all of that. Um, and I think a lot of people deal with this and they don't know that, you know, this could actually be one of the biggest contributors to their stress, to their depression, to a lot of things that are probably not allowing them to operate as efficiently as they can in business. And, and I think that at that point, when people do start identifying this as a weirdness, it's like, all right, maybe I'm just going to put friendship on the side and I'm just going to do business and it's pure business. And I'll never go over a certain, you know, a certain height when it comes to where our personal connection is. I'm never going to get vulnerable, so on and so forth. And, and that's, I think, dangerous. Not dangerous, but I, I, I don't think it's self-serving. And I think you're ultimately kind of leaving off the most fruitful things in life. And I think the most fruitful things in life is delivering something that you're truly passionate about, that you know you're amazing at, that you can, you, you can deliver this gift to a friend, but then not only bring this gift to your friend and see that, you know, that amazing warmth of thanks, I trust you, the loyalty, everything that's into that, the final result. And then that whole process only like, adds to the friendship and you're able to take it to a, a whole new level. Um, that's where I think true beauty is. And, and, and by, you know, really digging deep, I think everyone can find it. Now for me about a year ago, a year, a little bit over a year ago, that's what I was, I was trying to figure out, Hey, what the heck, what do I want to do here? What do I ultimately want to achieve as far as happiness goes with my business and what really is something that I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about in my business. And, and I realized friends, I really like making new connections a lot. I love reinforcing old connections. I love even discovering new things about old friends that like you just were like, Whoa, we have such a great relationship and now it's even better. And we're even closer. And 
and when I when I said this is what I want, you know, the, I was thinking old school, like, oh man, I'm really dancing, dancing in uh, uh, the dangerous seas of business, and and, and I'm probably going to drown. But I then thought, like, dude, shut up, like, no, let's check this out, let's explore this, and it's really interesting. And I don't, you know, I mean, I I believe that you can manifest things, and and after I kind of released this and I thought about this, all of a sudden opportunities started coming up. I realized where as much as like friends were reaching out to do business and I, I, I realized I had this whole new warmth and like uh, excitement when I knew this was coming. Whereas before there was a little underlying anxiety, like, Ooh, I don't want to screw things up. Now it was like, this is what I asked for. Bring it on. I'm in charge. I got to make sure that this goes well. <laughs> um, and then not only that, but I, I noticed like n- new business coming in. People I've never met before, whether they're referrals of friends and whatnot. And then these people have become amazing friends and, and people that I connect with on such a huge level outside of business. And reflecting on uh, over that is just, it's, it's pure bliss. And, and that cheesy saying where like the two most important days in a man's life is the day he's born and the day he realizes why. Well, to be cheesy, I kind of like, I, I think that this has been it because it, it's, it's by, by realizing this and, and taking the difficult path to make it happen where I had to really become self-aware to make sure that I don't make mistakes off assumptions and such. Um, I've learned so much more about myself and my business has thrived. Um, so let's jump into this. What I've realized right off the bat as I started going through it and stuff was, first off, we need to look at what friendship represents. Now, I know it's subjective. I know that to you, friendship if, you know, is so much different than what, my friend, what friendship means to me because it's ultimately a currency. It's ultimately something that you know, um, we're, it's two people using each other for something that they need. And there's, you know, this reciprocal nature to it that they feel comfortable and they're able to get this and, 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 and grow with it. And some people don't want to ever look at it as friendship that way. There's this, this, this meaning to them that's so, so deeply cherished that it's only their language they speak, but at the same time they assume everyone else speaks it. And that's where it can get dangerous because that's not how friendship works. Friendship, Aristotle said it best, and, and it, from what I think, because he kind of dumbed it down, considering this is so long ago, but the three kinds of friendship, you're going to have pleasure, you're going to have utility, and you're going to have virtue. Now, pretty simple, three things. So you're going to have, you know, ultimately pleasure is, you know, hey, we're connecting over whether it be sports whether it be the common interests that we have, um, things that bring us pleasure. And there's really nothing else attached to that. Um, These are usually, this is, I believe, something that is applied to like childhood friends. You know, your forced acquaintances where you're such a, when you're a child, you're in school and you really have no choice on who your friends are. You can't go out and pick and choose them. If you're especially living in a small town, you're kind of like, hey, your friends are whoever your parents hang out with or who you go to school with. And that's what you have to choose from. And, you know, at that point in time, you're usually connecting with people that you have this pleasure with, that you have this shared interest. And it just gets a little bit more deep as we grow. 
Um, some people never move from that and you know, hey, this is where we're at challenging that. Next is utility. And this is the one that really speaks loud to me, especially when it comes to business. Now utility is ultimately, you know, um, something that we can quantify as, you know, as us exchanging items, you know, ultimately not so much having, you know, uh, an, you know, a plan or having, you know, some sort of goal in this that we both need to, you know, put something into it, whether it's a service or, you know, uh, an exchange, but it, it is there. It's, it's, it's going to be business in a sense and trading favors, trading things that are, you know, that, that are, that are tangible. And, and, and this is going to be built off the results of that agreement. You know, um, Hey, we're agreeing to, you know, you mow my lawn on these days. I mow your lawn on these days. And it, you know, it works out and Hey, we're great. And we can drink beer and we know that this is working. And this is what brings us together maybe as neighbors or whatnot. Um, and, and with business that I do believe is kind of the nucleus and something we really need to think about. And then we have, um, ultimately virtue and virtue is going to be, um, what Aristotle said, he felt like the, the, the bedrock, the most powerful one. And this is where, you know, your beliefs are going to align and not so much just spiritual beliefs, but your beliefs in general, like wherever your, you know, your moral fabric connects certain habits throughout the day, whatever you have that really says, whoa, this isn't just a general language that anyone speaks, but you understand it and you understand me. And we can really connect on this level where it's, it's unique. Not many people do. And I find comfort into that. And, and I do believe that virtue is the glue. It's that, it's that if you can dive into a relationship and be vulnerable, virtue is discovered. It's not usually something that's on the surface, we'll say. Um, so when I, when I really thought about that, I realized, especially being self-employed and navigating business, I need to look at these. I need to consider what, what weight they have to me, what's most important, but most off, what is the other person thinking and what, what's it mean to them? Now, being able to break it down into three, I'm now saying, okay, cool. I know what's important to me. I know utilities kind of in the, in the, is the, is, is going to be the, the, the main function of this because there is a service involved. And, and at this point of the relationship, if we are going into business and there's a transaction coming up, I need to make sure that's on the forefront. You know, um, I am the person that's bringing something to my, to my friend. So therefore my friend is kind of in control. And if I'm going to have this weird, like, Oh, you're not my boss. You're my friend type approach to it. It's probably not going to work because me being in real estate, if I'm representing my good friends in selling real estate, I, they're ultimately my client. I work for them. I'm here to reach their goals and ultimately listen to what they want and deliver them success. It's also my responsibility to articulate to them what my skill set is and that, you know, I do have a, a boundary that if you're going to ask me to do certain things that if you want me to guarantee these results, they're going to have to be done my way that are tried and true. And, and that's where conversation comes in to kind of highlight this. Now, other people, your friends, they might not, they don't, they might not run a business. Your, your friend might be self-employed. I mean, excuse me, might be, might be working for a company in corporate America, have a boss that doesn't understand the life of self-employment. And 
So therefore, they're looking at this way differently. And they're now approaching me saying, oh, gosh, I'm, I don't want this to screw up my, my, my friendship. But at the same time, like, I don't want to be put in a weird position to ask them to do things that I wouldn't ask my friends to do. And, well, I got I to gotta assume that's maybe what they're thinking and approach that and let them know that, hey, at the end of the day, we are friends, but this is business. So never feel you know, like you can't speak up and, and, and speak to me as if, you know, you are, I am working for you. So please never, ever feel like you can't do that. You know, that's, I'm here to serve you. Okay. That's how it goes. Once the transaction's done, you know, I'm not going to come over and shovel your driveway or mow your lawn or anything like that, buddy. <laughs> but you get where I'm going with that. Now, as I was thinking about it, I realized you know, there, there's a huge element to this that um, if, if anyone's married, you probably heard it. If anyone's not married but dealt with, you know, relationships and as an adult, you've heard about, you know, the ultimate, like the love language, okay? And, you know, the, 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 the five love languages where you're going to ultimately have like, you know, words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, uh, physical touch, which is difficult if you're adding that into, into business and, you know, acts of service, which, you know, acts of service are ultimately, you know, kind of the center of that. Um, those love languages, do, they don't tie exactly into this friendship, but what they do say is ultimately a love language is something that we have that's unique to us. One of these five love languages speaks loudest to us. It's what makes us happy. It's what makes us feel content. It's what makes us trust. It's what makes us feel like we want to invest more time in, to the, into this relationship. Now, I do believe this is very, very applicable and should be almost on the forefront of your mindset being, you know, especially someone that's offering a service to a friend, someone that does own the business and is navigating friends in business. You being the person that's op offering the service and bringing, you know, the product and whatnot and your friend being the client, you are now on the higher level things. You are the governor. It is ultimately your responsibility to make sure that not only deliver success from a business stance and agreement, but ultimately hold things together as best as possible on a friendship level. Now, obviously you can't control anything, everything. And once again, friendship is subjective and there's, it's funny how you might not, you might think you really know someone until you go into business with them and then you say, oh shit, I didn't know that this person had these personality traits or these habits or, you know, these tendencies to do things that are not really going to, you know, adding positively to this relationship. Now, that's where this love language, I think for us as you know, the lead on this, as the person offering the service in this relationship is key to be aware of. Because I think a lot of people will end up, you know, approaching it as it's purely reciprocal. Now, with the love languages, the, the reason this is so important and, and how it's, it's really, it opened my eyes up at the early stage of marriage because I didn't, I didn't know it and I was, I was so guilty of this. And it's ultimately where my love language, let's say it's, you know, acts of service and, you know, my wife's is like words of affirmation. Now, one day I'm like, hey, I really want to show how much my wife, I love her and I'm going to ultimately 
speak my love language to her. I'm going to do an act of service where I'm going to, you know, maybe say I'm going to give you a foot massage and I'm going to clean up the kitchen. And I go and I bust my ass and I do all this and she comes home stressed out from work or whatnot and I'm like, look what I did. You've got a clean kitchen and I'm going to give you a foot massage. And she's just kind of like, meh. You know, she's tired, she's defeated, and it didn't speak to her. Then all of a sudden, I get triggered, and I'm like, what? Like, look, look what everything I, you know, I get mad, I, I get resentful. I just, I just did all this for you. I just cleaned the kitchen, I came home early, I did all this stuff, and I gave all this time, and I offered to give you a foot massage and all this, and you were like, meh. And now I get mad at her. That's bullshit. <laughs> and I quickly realized I did that a lot. Um, and it was bullshit because what I did there had nothing to do with me giving my wife something that she loves. It had to do only with me. It had to do with me feeling good about giving something that I love and expecting her to be happy and praise me for, for doing this, which is bullshit. Um, and so many of us do that. And where in all actuality, if I really wanted to make my wife happy and show her love, it wouldn't have been that those acts of service. It would have been more of like, I know words of you know affirmation really make her feel good, and I talked to her on the way home, and I knew she had you know um, a really stressful day, and so maybe what I'm going to do is when she comes in the door, I make sure that everything's calm, and I I have a conversation with her, and I I let her I let her talk, and I I, I really listen, and and I make sure that I, I give her words of support. And, and I give her these, these, this, this love language that speaks so deeply to her. And, and that's how you show love. And they're, they're, then, then she's happy and she's thankful. And then reciprocation is showed back, hopefully nicely. And, uh, you know, and, and that's how it goes. And that's how this, this, this cycle continues. Well, I think a lot of us on a business aspect approach friendships the same way. Where sometimes we're not really reading what our friend is. And I think this applies to all friendships, not even business friendships. But by me identifying this as the business owner, as the person that I am literally now, my, my goal in life is to not just service clients. I want to create this service for friends. I need to know that I'm in charge of this, that I am in taking this governor role where sometimes I might have to take some shit on my plate. Sometimes I might have to be the vulnerable one. I might be the one that has to put my foot forward first. I can't be triggered by someone's quick reaction and take it personally because they might not be used to this. And the reason that they might be maybe throwing personal things at me during a business transaction isn't really because they're doing this on purpose. They just, they don't understand what they're doing. And that's where me as the true friend and the person that's kind of that's spearheading this this business relationship it's my duty to really dive in and 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 be vulnerable not to be triggered and 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 listen to what they say and that's that's so much more difficult done than said it's so much more and and it, it took me a little bit i even realized a few times um, where I was reverting and and saying things that I was like, whoa, 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 I'm almost tit for tat with a regular friendship that there's no other utility currency involved here. It's just a pleasure or whatnot. And, and 
you, the second you realize you make these state mistakes and you're aware, it compounds, especially if you're truly aware. If you just built these defensive walls and you're just never wrong and you're always right and, and you're a victim to everyone else's uh, mistakes, you're lying to yourself. I'm sorry, it's not true. Um, by taking this approach in the last year, it also really opened my eyes that this same approach um, can be applied in life generally. And it's, it's really brought me a lot of happiness and a lot of, a lot of control, especially within my family, within my own, my own dealings of my emotions. And what I've really tried to do by learning this and, and taking on this governor role of, you know, I'm in charge pretty much of what happens here to an extent in this business and friend relationship. And, and, that self-awareness has also allowed me that I can't be victim to anyone else. I, I, you know I mean, ultimately I'm responsible for everything at first. And I applied that and it's actually been crazy. And I, I challenged just for a week that anytime something goes wrong in your life or anything that's happening that you do not, you do not an instantly blame it on someone else. You take ownership of it. Oh, could I have done something differently? to maybe for that not to happen? Um, what could I have done differently? Um, did I give it my best? Did I do it my all? Did I maybe trigger to that too sensitively um, or whatnot? Now, clearly, it's not like you're taking responsibility. I'm just saying start off anytime a problem's approached. Because after you go through that, you're quickly gonna realize that, okay, yeah, it's something I could have, I, I did have some ownership in and it's maybe not totally their fault, so you're going to have a much better and clear constructive way to approach this friend and, and, and get results versus just instantly coming back guns a blazing like, no, it's your fault. Um, secondly, maybe it isn't your fault at all. And maybe after you reflect and you look at it and you say, no, you know what? I did everything perfectly and I did everything to a standard that I, I, I'm not absolutely being hard on myself at all. And if, that's only going to highlight what they really did wrong. And it's also going to give you confidence and clarity to approach them. And, and when you do approach them, this confidence and clarity is going to allow you to be less emotional. So you're going to be able to kind of take a break and then think about their love language. Think about, you know, the best way to reciprocate, I mean, excuse me, communicate with this friend um, so they hear you. So you're not saying things and approaching them that's only creating them to throw up defenses even more and, and, and doubling down on how they feel. No, maybe you're asking some some questions and you're maybe you're agreeing you're doing the old two positives and a negative type thing just to get to you know the root of this and you know what sometimes it just goes to shit and that's the truth and i've also realized this over the last year that by taking this approach i've realized that there's you know there's a lot of people out there that just are you know i mean they have a lot of underlying issues there's a lot of very confident people out there that, you know, really, really show up confident. I'm badass. I'm great. I'm amazing. Nothing bothers me. I'm solid. And you realize they're not. And you realize that there's, you know, there's a lot, a lot of underlying stress, which could go all the way back to childhood or who knows, but stuff that's really never given attention to and things that ultimately I can't change. You can't change. And you quickly look at it and say, well, shit, you know, what is it worth at this point? You know, I've tried to be vulnerable. 
I've tried to be the governor and give you know them the uh, the advantage to this um, by taking responsibility in places that I might not even need to shoulder all the responsibility. What more can I do um, to make this work without being fake, without catering to someone's deficiencies and almost enabling them to continue being this way? Um, and at the same time, like dropping an anchor and slowing down my life and... and, and and, and this approach allows you to do that. And what it also allows you to do is, is not be as emotional when you decide it doesn't work. You know, forgiveness is one of the most powerful things that we can give to anyone in life, you know, especially friends. Now, when I've realized that when you approach it this way and say, you know, a relationship does go to shit, you have a friend that you're doing business with, whether they're a business partner or a client, you know, someone that you... You, you share this realm with where utility is involved. There's reciprocal um, nature to it, give and take. And there might be like, hey, you think that I'm not giving enough and, and you're giving too much. And we've now approached this and talked about it and it's not adding up and you're still showing this resentment. Well, there's clearly something there that I can't change. And I've clearly looked at this logically that I can't give anymore. I can't, it doesn't make sense. And if you can't understand that and you feel like this is just not gonna be a good relationship, then so be it. I'm at peace with that. And when you find peace with that, what you do is you've almost forgiven them in the sense that, hey, you know what? We're moving on. You're gonna do your thing, I'm gonna do my thing, but I'm not holding all this animosity in my brain and taking up all this, you know, bandwidth for giving attention to my business to my family to myself and i'm just thinking what are they thinking what are they saying who are they how dare them how can i be vindictive how can i get them back you're not thinking of any of that you're just moving on and that's that's beauty because i think at that same time a lot of people are looking for you to take that path of least resistance where it, the easy path of being resentful being passive aggressive and coming back because they want it they they want the fight um, and that could be one of the issues. Um, maybe that's how they always thought that they problem solved. And that's usually not the case. It never works. Um, but sometimes if a true friendship's there, by you having confidence and doing things non-emotionally and really presenting all the facts and then letting them go their own way, usually the dust settles, their emotions calm. They do a lot. They're the one now thinking about the relationship the whole time and what went wrong and how they could have done things differently and really dwelling on it. And then sure enough, that cycle that you learn to go through instantly and taking accountability on the forefront of things, they, real, they did it on the hindsight. Now it's like two to three weeks later and they've realized, you know what, I really fucked up. And, you know, I made some mistakes. And, and true good friends or people that are uh, you know emotionally and in uh, in intelligent and in control you know and humble they'll they will come forward and say you know what i i did make a mistake you know i screwed up back there and you know um you know how can we make it right and that's powerful you know what i mean at the end of the day that's that's you know, i mean that's powerful and that's how you can really you know make even stronger it's almost like the fracture if you break an arm where that break heals, it's almost stronger than the bone itself. Um, those situations can come from this, where 
both people learned a lot about themselves and now this friendship is just so much stronger and you move together and sometimes it just doesn't happen sometimes that person just literally just chalks you up as the asshole you're resentful and they put you down there in that dark closet of all their other fucking problems and they move through life doing whatever they're doing um i've also learned most of the people that take that path they're not progressively growing they're they're constantly fighting fighting this battle that they're you know that they think they can control but they truly can't um because the things that they can control that would have effect are those deep corners of themselves that they don't want to explore and and it's it's sad but at the same time i think that taking ownership of yourself there's a there's a select group or there's a few group there's a group in, in in your friendship in your in your in your sphere that can benefit from it now talking about that sphere this is where it's it you know we'll pretty much kind of wrap it up on the last way to function to to, to kind of structure this so you can have some you know some will say control of how to invest feelings and not just jump right in with i love this person they're my best friend um you know there's ultimately five you know five levels of friendship and you know you're gonna have like all the way starting from the bottom which there used to be four and now it's like five because it's like social acquaintance and ultimately you know they're gonna say acquaintance and social circle so we'll, we'll say that acquaintance social circle then you have close friends then you have best friends and then you have lifelong friends they all they all have something different there you look at the ingredients of those friendships those those connections now clearly you know it's it's what i realized it's good if you meet new people you know don't jump too fast it's just like if you're dating someone like don't jump in too fast you, it's better to to realize things as you go versus realize things once you've invested in this because you become resentful in your you know towards them with your own issue your own choice to fall in love <laughs> and be vulnerable when you shouldn't have um so that being said like you have a different tier system and i reflect and i remember back in you know when i first started real estate my mentor bless his soul aaron and he uh he ultimately you know he came to me one day and you got it i mean here i am 22 years old this guy's 32 years old and he was the guy i looked up to he was the guy that ran the brokerage he's kind of taken me under his wing to be a mentor he drove this badass BMW, something I just freaking dream boarded my whole life growing up with not much money in little New Hampshire. And, and it's like, I'm here. And he came to me one day as we were working together and he goes, Matt, I'm going to tell you right now, you know, the way I see it, there's three tiers to a friendship. There's tier one, tier two, and tier three friends. And right now, Matt, he's like, you're, you're officially a tier three, you're a tier three friend. But what I want to tell you is I really think you have what it takes to be a tier one friend. <laughs> and I remember thinking like part of me was like, what a freaking narcissistic ass hat. Like this guy's ego is just insane the way he presented to me. But then other, other hat was like, God, that's brilliant. He's not, you know, emotionally just pouring into me like right off the bat. I'm like, you're a tier one friend to him. Like be my tier one, be my tier one. But he did it in a way that was motivating to me, but also allowed me to understand that there's, there, I have to earn friendship. And that goes both ways. So I look at the same thing with the scale. It's like to have your tears. And, and I think friends are gonna kind of, they, they, they kind of move through that. 
You know, I, I think our, our, our natural ebbs and flows through life and our cycle of life, friends shift. New friends come in, old friends leave. Um, and there's this whole big circle where they come back in and, and they go all around. And, and I think if you can kind of have that tier system in your own head and you know like where your friends fall, it's going to really allow you to kind of set up the proper communication. Um, if you are in the situation that you are the governor and you need to take, you know, you need to know right off the bat, how much am I going to invest into this? How valuable is this friendship? What can I change? What do I know? Um, and, 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 and so you're not setting yourself up for disaster. Um, and then sometimes it even takes that speech with people, you know what I mean? Letting them know how you feel, how your friendship construct works especially with good friends, just, you know, getting vulnerable and talking to them and telling them about you and how you operate. Um, there's, a, there's a lot to be learned. And I think the more someone learns about you and how, you, how your roadmap to life is, is drawn, um, and, and the same with them sharing to you, you're going to really quickly realize, you know, your vehicle in life and how it's going to work on their map and vice versa. Um, so then you can kind of realize, you know, what's going to work, what's not going to work. So we don't get mad at each other when stuff doesn't work. We already know it just doesn't go there. And to really embrace and, and strengthen the stuff that does and, and cherish it. Well, that's what I got, guys. Um, at the end of the day, I do believe it's possible. I know it's possible. And, and I challenge you, um, whether you're working for corporate America and you're trying to you know, grow this corporate ladder, you know, Take ownership, be in control. Um, you can do this. Figure out, you know, who is being two-faced, who is who would, you know, be the person that, you know, might not be the person you want to invest too much friendship in, but who are those people that you could? And even if they got the job over you, that you'd still hold true and, and it could flourish into bigger and better things in the future. With self-employed, I really, really hope because it's something that I've directly connected to over this last year in building my business. Um, and especially in the sense of where um, it's something I was really scared of and it, it, it actually served as an anchor by me building defenses to approaching it, whereas now it's, it's true abundance. It's a, it's a giant fucking sale and I'm just screaming and, and life is great and I think anyone can apply this and I think when you do, it's, it's, you're going to see it kind of echo through all facets of your business, your mindset, your finances, your health, um, even your personal life with your wife, your family, everyone. So love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to comment, like, share. Um, I always appreciate your constructive criticism, your criticism, whatever you got. I love it. Help me share the great words to everyone and just this, this, this cool message as I'm extremely passionate about it. Um, never hesitate to ask any questions. Um, I'm here to answer them all. I do appreciate it, guys. Till next time.